Hi, everyone. Welcome to... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize we changed the name of our podcast. <laughs> I was like, wait, how do we do this again? It's been so long. A whole week. Everyone was... I remember the first time I said it. Okay, okay, okay. Wow, this is like episode one all over again. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Apologetically Me. I'm Maggie. I'm Wanda. And we're back with part two of things we would tell younger Wanda and younger Maggie. Um, we're going to be talking about birth control, expectations and relationships, confidence, insecurity, and give some advice to you impressionable listeners slash viewers out there. But before we get started, Wanda, tell the people what you've got going on. So this week, Maggie and I went to a very new concept, the best concept that anyone has ever come up with. It is drive-in sushi. So this sushi chain, it is still an all-you-can-eat, but they bring the sushi to your car. So you get all the benefits of eating sushi, all the sushi you want, but in the luxury and comfort of your car. And isn't that what we all want anyways? You know, avoid COVID. Eat yeah. happily with your car. You all should go. The place is called August 8th. There's one in basically every city in the GTA. So support local restaurants. Great food. Um, very expensive, but I think it's worth it because they're bringing stuff to your car. And like, they literally have a runner for it. So you know what? I'd pay. I'd pay for it. Yeah. If you have a, I recommend like maybe two people though for the car because I feel like it can get pretty cramped and you need space for your food. Um, if you have like a big SUV though, maybe put the seats down, do like a little cute picnic, be a cute date, like me and Wanda go on our dates. Um, yeah. Yeah. All they needed was like a movie at the front and then it could just be like oh my God. a drive-in experience for real. Dude, that would be so fun. We should have done that actually. We should have put that movie. Yeah. I mean, cause like Netflix lets you download stuff now too, right? Mm-hmm. So we could have just like, Ooh. yeah. Dude, we missed our chance here. Yeah. Well, there's always next time, you know, after the stay-at-home order is done. Or, I mean, alternatively, we can just eat from our separate cars and yell at each other through the window, which apparently is okay because you're at a business and you are getting service. I'm not going to go into it. I'm going to get angry if I go into it. That was also my quarantine update. (laughs) I have done nothing. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's this particular quarantine is somehow harder than the last one. Oh my god yeah i don't know i think it's because we keep going up and down like mm-hmm. literally ontario i mean like toronto area they've been in lockdown since like november yeah and they had like maybe a week where they got to go outside and ford was like no i don't like seeing all you guys on the patios get back inside yeah even though he was the one who increased like restaurant capacity and patio capacity two weeks before we closed again now he's banned parks and we are now a police state. Um, please have your papers ready, everybody, if you get pulled over by the cops. Yeah, that's insane. I know like eight police forces have tweeted out saying they are not in support of this and they will not be doing like pullovers and stuff like that because they said it's a waste of time. Like it infringes on charter rights and freedoms and everything. But like you never know, right? Yeah, because you always have like rogue police officers. I mean, if you go look at the... US and everything that's happening over there, you can kind of understand and see why carding would be not so great for people of color. Oh, I was going to ask what your beef or crush of the week was. Oh, my beef of the week is with myself. 
Um, I think I'm about to snap from being at home. I am so bored <laughs> and so lonely and I don't know how long I can maintain living a healthy lifestyle at home anymore. Um, it just sucks. Like we're never gonna get out of this hell. Well, we will continue doing these quarantine updates, these sad quarantine updates until we are out of quarantine. Yeah, I guess that's the one plus side of all this. Like, because we continuously stay in quarantine, we can keep on having and naming the segment quarantine Quarantine update. update. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, for the listeners that may have missed it, Maggie did a rainbow with her hand and knocked her mic over. I'm very sleep deprived. <laughs> um, I'm dying this week. My beef of the week is Maggie not getting enough sleep. <laughs> That's also my beef of the week. My <laughs> average sleep this week has been four hours. Her Fitbit thinks she's dying. Yeah, I I believe this. I say it as a joke, but I believe this to be true. Um, If all the viewers can think back to the university episode, uh, I think it was Maggie and Wanda of age. But Maggie was like, I don't do that anymore. I don't sleep deprive myself. I never stay up that late to get stuff done. And look at her now. (laughs) To the listeners, I'm doing a peace sign. Pausing for pictures. <laughs> Please, not all at once. <laughs> I guess uh, no one asked, but my beef of the week is myself. I was going to ask, and then you started talking, and <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I'll just let you finish, because I wasn't sure if you are going to comment on what I was saying or if you were going to start something new. Maggie, what is your beef of the week? No, it's a, it's a good segue, because my beef of the week is myself. I think sleep is very important. Like I've been doing so well with my like weight loss journey. Like since work from home started, I've lost almost 20 pounds, which is pretty great. Like go me. But I think like it's hard because now I'm not getting enough sleep. And because I'm not getting enough sleep, I'm very bloated all day long and I eat like shit. Um, And it's like a vicious cycle. I don't eat like shit, but it's like, you know, I eat like at bad times and my body is like, hey, what's going on? And like, I don't have proper bowel movements and like, everything's out of whack and like I'm gaining some weight again and like I feel like I'm very chaotic all the time and I don't want this feeling so at myself go to bed at a normal time follow your curfews everything will be good um midlife crisis is uh is a is stopping here I'm pulling the brakes anyways TLDR we're done we are we hate it here. emotionally physically done <laughs> yeah which is a great also for the <laughs> yeah. Also for the listeners, um, I'm, I apologize for my forehead. It's really oh big because I fell asleep with my hair up, um, which you shouldn't do because you lose hair that way. But like, look how big my forehead is. It's like the size of my my things, my fingers. Anyways, next episode I'm getting bangs, and she's gonna cut them herself. I'm gonna get fun bangs. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, perfect segue, Maggie. <laughs> segue into what, Bags? <laughs> segue into insecurities. Uh, or like the general episode. <laughs> okay. That's funny. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, this is a perfect segue into our topic. Again, things we want to tell younger Maggie, younger Wanda. Um, so first, let's talk about birth control. 
Ooh, Wanda, give the people the TLDR of what birth control is. It is a pill or a patch or a shot or IED that I IUD uh, that stops you from having kids or protects you from having kids. Or it could also be, I guess, condoms because that is also a form of birth control. Anything that stops you from having kids. Yes. Um, and for other people out there too who are maybe like don't use it for that purpose, it's also a form of protection against uh, polycystic ovarian um, like that disease. Um, PCS, PCOS. PCOS, yes. You have to take birth control to stop your tumors and everything or like it, it regulates it. Um, I took it a while back for my acne. It was doing great for me. Made me hormonal like crazy. I was pretty out of it, but like, great. The best skin <laughs> of her life. Yeah, it actually was. Like, I had no zits, no pimples, maybe like one or two here and there, but like pimples are not a big deal for me. I would take it because my skin is usually so bad. Um, so in your experience, Wanda, which one of these have you tried? Um, I have been on the pill, um, and I have, no, well, currently now I have an IUD, which I don't know why I keep referring as an IED. It's not explosive. (laughs) You have an IED, I gotta call the government. Um, I guess, like, with, like, birth control and stuff, like, you need to be a person who knows how to self-regulate. Like, you need to set an alarm take it at the same time every single day because if you don't it becomes like slightly less effective um it also like what maggie said about the hormones like there are like even low doses there's still a lot of hormones that can like really mess up your body um and like i guess lead to like a bunch of like undesirable side effects but in the similar vein, I did have amazing skin all through university. I never got like a single, if no, actually, if I got a zit or a pimple, I would be like, oh my God, what is going on? This is terrible. But like, I don't recommend it for like clearing up your skin unless your doctor recommends it because zits and pimples are normal. Um, The reason why I ended up getting an IUD is because I just didn't want the like hormonal side effects of everything, but I also had really bad cramps that the hormonal IUD was supposed to help regulate. Um, and of course, there's also a copper one, but that one can actually make you bleed and cramp even harder. So I was like, no, thank you. Not for me. That one you can leave in for longer, though. That one you can leave in for up to 10 years. Um, hormonal IUDs, usually you can leave them for anywhere between three to like seven years, depending on what brand that you have. Um, I'm not going to lie. It hurts quite a bit getting put in. Like you don't expect it. Like you're like, I'm tough. I've read all the subreddits about people getting theirs in. Like it, there's no way that it's that bad. It's bad. And it's not just like right after the procedure. It's like a day or two later. It's still going to be kind of terrible. At least it was for me. I know some people have um, much easier times with it. They say that after you've given birth, it becomes a lot easier and it hurts a lot less. But I would uh, get high next time I go do get it taken out and put back in or like another one put back in. Oh, God, I hurt when you take it out, too, right? Yeah. But apparently it's, like, 
like pretty like fast, right? Like when it gets taken out, you don't have any like residual effects. You just have the taking out versus like putting in. It's in you, right? And so it stays in you. So it's like longer, more perpetual effects. This is. Um... I do recommend it though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's great for people who want to like who have like really bad cramps and stuff during their period or um would like to use birth control but don't know how to self-regulate um or like they miss taking their pill all the time it's oh like it lasts a long time and like going to the doctor's office like especially now like if I had to go get a renewal of my prescription I don't know if I would go because COVID and some doctor's office might not even deem it essential and might not even give you a replacement pack who knows what are your experiences um so i have taken the pill um i took it a while back for again my acne is pretty bad the doctor was like do it i will say though Thank fucking God I was not, like, sexually active because I would have gotten pregnant like, so many times because I would always keep forgetting to take the pill. Um, and I traveled a lot, too. Well, back then, I traveled a lot. So, like, you got to figure out the time zone differences. Um, and that was, like, pretty pretty tough, too. Um, I, I think it was, like, pretty great for my period in general, too, because, like, I knew exactly when it was coming and you could do this whole thing where you can skip it if you wanted to, if you had a busy month coming up where you had plans. Um, I think my beef with it though, is that, yeah, again, back to your thing, you have to go to a family doctor or like a doctor to get it prescribed. You can't go pick it up for yourself, especially if you really need it. Like that's, that's so stupid that you need to go to a doctor to get this. Like I get it. You have to get your blood pressure checked and everything. But I was telling Wanda recently that when I went back for birth control, I said, hey, like, should I come in to get my blood pressure checked out? And they're like, hmm, not essential. Don't come in. Like, you can, you like, you're healthy. You're young. You're good to go. Here's the birth control pack. I'm like, okay, not essential. Blood clots. We really do not care about women in this country. Yeah, if you, um, I'm going to put the tweet up, but it's also on our Twitter as well. It's, I'm all for safety, but women have been getting blood clots from birth control for decades, and they haven't ha haven't tried particularly hard to modify that. And I think that is iconic and really goes back to what you were saying. Yeah, like, fuck women, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's so stupid. Thing where it's like, if birth control was for men, they would try much harder to get rid of the side effects. Yeah, That's ridiculous. Like, things... Like things, if you want to be like sexually active and stuff, Plan B, birth control, all these things, like you need to go like behind a pharmacist or talk to a doctor, but you can't just pick it up for yourself. The condoms, yeah, go for it. You can go pick it up as many as you want. You don't need to talk to a doctor about this. I mean, I feel like they're slightly different, but I do feel like pharmacists should be able to take blood pressure. Like they have machines for right. that. They could literally just be like, hey, go to that machine, get your blood pressure taken and send me the printout. And if I see your blood pressure is within the normal range, I can prescribe this to you. So if I die next week, you're going to know it was the blood clots. <laughs> yeah. With like 
also going back to like the whole plan B thing, like the fact that that's always behind like a pharmacist, like some people just don't get it then because they're so embarrassed to talk to a pharmacist and they're like, oh, like I don't want them judging me and everything. And also the box, like the plan B box is like massive for like one pill. That's one pill. Yeah. (laughs) Like who, why? packaging recycling come on this is why we're killing the environment all these corporations are not only killing women but also killing the environment they just want to see the world burn (laughs) so what side effects have you experienced with the types of birth control you've taken um i kind of mentioned this a little bit before but with the pills it was mostly just hormonal um i like i guess near the end i just felt very sluggish and like i didn't really have any like desire or like to do much of anything i guess um i think the hormonal like hormones messed me up a little bit too they've it's been said that the hormones of birth control can change who you're attracted to so like for example if you weren't attracted to someone before they might become more or less attracted to you on birth control because of the hormones damn um for the iud it's mostly just the pain of the insertion oh really so you don't experience like the same thing from the pill no not like i would not say at all like it's very like i think like afterwards like i felt more of myself again um versus like the pill i felt like i don't know it's just i don't know how to describe it it was just like it felt like a different me like i felt like i'm more back to myself now that's not like that's not like a like it was just for me like that was just Mm -hmm. like my thing and like that was after probably like four year four or five years of taking birth control so i've seen a lot of women opt to stop taking it eventually so it depends it's what is that like uh, what's the thing where it's like a saying analogy where it's like a different apple for different person or different wheel for different your experience may vary yes that's a good thing to say um yeah i'm trying to think of a bit because i took it a while ago but i remember okay i had really like i usually am like a pretty anxious person i think i think i do deal with a lot of anxieties but i think it amplified my anxieties by like 2000 like i had started a new job and like almost every single day i would be sweating through every single shirt it was so bad. And I was like, maybe I'm just like a super anxious person. And then I went off birth control and I was like, oh shit, I'm so much clearer now. I don't feel as like a mess all the time, like scrambled eggs all the time. Um, I don't know if it made me gain weight though. I can't remember. But I do remember always feeling like a little bit like out of it, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's normal. Maybe that was just like the period of life I was in. But uh usually like a mess anyways so like that's the big difference terrible um as like a side note to the weight gain thing if you do end up like losing a lot of like what if you do end up losing weight in almost like an unhealthy way while you're on birth control it can really mess up your period fuck <laughs> yeah like so you have to do it healthy healthily why do all these um pills out here go out to hate women what is this Mm -hmm. 
It is a crime to be a woman. You know those like Bic pens that are like pens for women? Why isn't there like a company that makes like birth control for women? <laughs> like with birth control for men. Yeah. But like with the women's best intentions in mind. Yeah. Ridiculous. Anyways, um, I guess we have no choice but to recommend a form of birth control. Um, I mean, you don't have to do it. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to, but I guess it's like safe. Yeah, I mean, Practice safe sex. Yeah, like or safe, safe lifestyle. I don't know. I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. You can take just, it if you need it. Yeah. The other thing is, you should probably still use condoms even if you're on birth control because condoms protect you from STDs. And birth control does not. And get tested regularly. Oh, that's the other thing. So every time they like, uh, every time they would prescribe me birth control, they would uh, do an STD and pregnancy test and as well as like a blood, like blood pressure check. Like, do you have that? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. They didn't do that for me. Maybe campus doctors are just much better. <laughs> like, Should I be calling my doctor? <laughs> I have a lot to think about after this. I'm going to call my doctor. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> so, um, expectations and relationships. Looking for a significant other. So I know we've talked about this in previous episodes, but like... What did you used to look for in a guy? I know you had like that checklist and let's give a refresher to the people. Oh God, there's 10 items on that checklist. We don't need to go through it. Um, <laughs> if you want to listen to that uh, episode, maybe like two weeks ago on family expectations, um, that checklist, yes, that, that, that one, the checklist is in there. It's a lot. It's 10 items. It was mostly that checklist wasn't mine. It was my parents, but I think uh, because they always like enforce that checklist mentality to me like you need someone who meets all these criteria that I adopted a similar checklist for myself so that like I always had like really weird like pet peeves where like they couldn't be shorter than me they couldn't be younger than me not even by a few months and like now like when I look back to them like that <laughs> so like so juvenile like who cares if I'm taller than the guy or who cares if they're slightly younger than me Retweet. Um, I think I used to be a little bit like that. Maybe not to the extreme, but I preferred that they were a little bit taller than me, like maybe the same height. Um, and yeah, the age thing like kind of bothered me a little bit. To this date, still kind of does, but like whatever. Um, and like my looking back at like my past crushes, I always tend to like the stupid guys. Mm. Yeah, like guys who are like really into sports. To be fair, though, we grew up in a really, like, white, like, hockey-dominated town. Popular guys were the ones who were really sporty and really stupid, too. And they were really cute back then. And that's just, like, who I went for. Um, And I always liked the guys who were kind of mean to me. Hmm. Not great. Because I was like, oh, this is how you show affection. And then... Yeah, messed up, eh? <laughs> yeah. I don't even blame you, though, because when we were younger, we were constantly taught by people that if a boy likes a girl, he will bully her. He will be mean to her. He'll, like, pull on her pigtails or whatever, right? So then, like, we adopted that mentality, and 
then whenever guys were mean to us, we're like, hmm, yum. Yeah, no, I think like I grew out of that like very quickly though. Now, if anyone is like remotely nice to me, I'm like, holy shit, I'm in love with you. Thank you so much for being so nice to me. I don't deserve to be in this world. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I've grown up a lot. You know, I'm I'm glad I've changed as a person. Um, what do you think caused you to change over time? Like what what changed? I think just like I guess growing up in general kind of changed. I think like as you grow up things start to matter a lot less to you. Um, I think when I was younger, I was very like boy crazy. Like I was very much into, I never wanted a boyfriend and I never wanted to settle down with anyone. Like I didn't think I'd ever end up in a long-term relationship. Um, but then I was like, I always wanted like a guy for like, I don't know, something. I don't know. Just to like, I think it had to a lot to do with like insecurities and stuff. Like I just wasn't confident enough in myself and I needed someone else to reassure that I was attractive. So the more guys that found me attractive and liked me, the more my self-worth was tied to that. So like the more confident I felt if more people liked me. And I think that tie has been more, has been severed or has been severed not like fully but like at least like somewhat where it's more of like I feel confident when I feel confident um so that's probably why what about you I I remember your boy crazy phase how dare you (laughs) hey you said it (laughs) that's when we were talking about like the underage thing when I was like you were you were wild back in high school (laughs) how dare you (laughs) But I think it was like normal for a teenager to be boy crazy because I remember like even when we were with friends and stuff, like the only thing we would talk about was like boys. Mm. We did not pack the pass the Bechdel test. Bechdel, Bechdel. I thought it was the bechamel, but I am maybe it's not the cheese test. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not an accurate test, anyways, of feminism. But still, we would not have passed it because we would constantly be talking about boys, and there were no cute boys in our high school. BT dubs at anyone listening from high school except for Prabby. None of you guys are cute. <laughs> and um, I will be very happy to say that all my crushes are not as cute anymore. So take that. Same question to you. Um rather than talk about my experience in high school, uh what was your I guess like kind of like I guess turning point from then to now and why? Um honestly I think it was when I started to like seriously considered dating I think like I didn't start like officially seriously looking until like maybe fourth year university um and at that point like it's it's hard to look for people online by the way like online dating profile if you're setting up all these like unrealistic expectations it's insane like you're never gonna go out on a date and I was like okay let's be realistic here I don't care about height when it comes down to it um age like still kind of bothers me a little bit but a month thing doesn't bother me I think it's just the age like the year itself um and I was like you know what like you can't judge a book on its cover like I'm not a photogenic person like it's not fair for me to judge other people just based on looks like let's go out on a date let's see how this works and I think it's just something over time where you're like oh okay I realized that I need to have good conversation with people to make it click conversation is foreplay here um yeah I I think it's you can't just rely on looks like I think you grow out of it. it's like a puppy love thing that like even to this day I don't think we even have crushes anymore 
I mean, no, I think we both had crushes, but you know, you know what I mean? Like you have like infatuations with people when you were younger. Yeah. It was very easy. And like infatuations don't last. They don't. They die. Yeah. I remember younger, like if the guy I liked liked me back, I was like, oh, gross. I don't like him anymore. Um, so there's a story in grade 10 where I was like, I had a crush on this guy for maybe like a couple of days. And then Maggie decided to take it into her own hands and <laughs> made the guy ask me out. Um, at which point I was like, oh no, I, I don't, I don't like you anymore. But I didn't say that to him. Instead, I was like, very like, um, I guess frazzled and like I was just like oh yeah sure and then later that day I had to break up with him because I'm like hey I actually don't feel this way about you um I'm really sorry that Maggie pressured you into this and then he started hating me for all of high school if it helps um I was a shitty person. I still am shitty. I am very sorry. You do try to bring this up to me almost every time we see each other in person. That is not uh, true. I This was only brought, brought up, up recently because something triggered it. And then I'm so glad it did because I can out you to the public of what you did to me. As someone who hated confrontation back in the day, doing that was like so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been there. We've been peer pressured into a relationship. Am I right, ladies? No, please. I hope no one else relates to that. I, this happened to me, too. Yes, it did happen to you. And it also ended very poorly. Yeah. That, I, I wasn't involved in that, though. No, you weren't. So I'm proud of you Thanks. for not being involved. Although I encouraged a relationship. But I feel like that's just me trying to be a good friend. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you taking pictures of me and the guy holding hands, and I was like, hmm. Uh, I, don't I, remember like I remember deleting those pictures eventually. So because you made me, because you got so mad at me every time I sent them to you. Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, best, best first, re- I don't even count that as a relationship. It lasted longer than my one day relationship bar is low here <laughs> what is the percentage you would say you're into like personality looks how how would you say the divider would be i would be like 60 40 because i think i still need to be attracted to them in some way like i can't look at them and be like oh you're an uggo to me you might be not an uggo to someone else but to me if i don't find you attractive like i think why would i start even like considering a relationship with you you know um but then i think like someone can be brought back from their relationship grave if they have a good personality and i think personality if someone's like extremely funny can make up for the fact that they might not be the prettiest person in the bush or prettiest berry in the bush yes i do <laughs> pick the pick the ugliest berries <laughs> you know if the berries in the bush had could make me laugh uh had that that's kind of it was like a nice person Ooh, if the person if the berry in the bush could make me laugh and their whole like how they show affection is through acts of service then i'm sure we could get along ah uh, 
Make me make me laugh, slave. <laughs> is that literally not what you just said? <laughs> what is your, I guess, personality versus looks? Oh. So actually, it's it's funny because like in when I was younger, I think like because like you're in an environment where you're like around people like twenty four seven. You have the same schedule with them. Like you're near them, you're talking to them twenty four seven. I think the looks change a little bit. I think the environmental factors take a lot more. Um, active role in like how you find someone attractive so I think like looks would go down to like 20 percent and personality was like 80 percent yeah but I have like weird faces where I'm like wait I think this person's kind of attractive Mm -hmm. just because like their personality was so nice to me yeah at Bill Hader oh personality means much more to you yeah but now I would say yeah I think you're right 60 40 yeah. Because now I'm older and now I'm like, oh, wait, no, someone was telling me that you find someone hot because, like, you want to have kids with them. And I'm like, oh, okay. So maybe it's 60 40 now because you can't carry personality over to your kids. Am I right? Actually, I take it back. Me and my mom have the same personality. Uh oh. Personality is just like, because looks fade, personality is forever. But mm. personality also can fade. So I mean personality on birth control though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you gotta get the you gotta wean them off birth control. You gotta know what they're really like. <laughs> Throw a little bit more bullshit at them. Let's see how much they'll take. Yeah. So what advice would you tell like younger you about relationships? You don't need to rush into relationships. Um, and you do not need to have your self-worth be tied to another man. Um that will tell you that you're pretty. You can tell yourself that you are pretty. Aww. Yeah. But I feel like even now, like, I'm still not, like, I don't know what it is exactly. But I feel like I'm a lot more confident now than I was two years ago. And I don't want to tie it to the fact that it's because I'm dating someone that, like, I'm more confident. But something um, changed. It's interesting to me because you've always been, like, a very confident person to me. Like, that was like one of the first things I noticed about you and the like one of the many things that I admire about you. Aww. Like your confidence is like so out there. But I think before it was like a maybe like an obnoxious, like an overcompensating. How dare you? <laughs> like an overcompensating confidence, like in high school or something. Mm. Um, because when you mentioned like the insecurity thing, like tying it to boys, and I was like, oh, this makes more sense now. But now I think you have like a really cool, like quiet confidence about you. Like big dick energy, nice. but like, but like cooler in its way. You know how like you got mad at me for not telling you to change, or like your pant, your leggings were see through three days later, and you yeah. got mad at me for tell like not telling you that I didn't love that pink cardigan you wore in high school. I'm mad at you for not telling me that I had a knock an obnoxious sense of confidence <laughs> until eight years later. Not obnoxious, but I think it was like. A lot, like yeah. a lot of confidence. But I think because in comparison, like the people we surrounded ourselves with, like we were all struggling so much um, with like insecurities and like trying to figure out who we are and like comparing ourselves to other people. But you were always like, so like, whatever, like, this is me. This is cool. Yeah. And I think it's like in high school, I think a lot of that might have been like not necessarily like real, like it might have been like faked a little bit. But I think until you make it. Yeah. Which is like, uh, which is true. Like, that's how you get there. But I feel like in recent years, it's gotten a lot better. 
I want to say it's because I started going to the gym. Apparently, testosterone. Okay, so recently I was reading this thread on Reddit where the runner's high and the post-gym high is different. The runner's high is more of like a euphoric feeling versus like the lifting high is more of like a, I'm a badass and I can take anything on. Because when you're lifting, it releases more testosterone. And if you really think about it, is that how or why guys are always like, I run the world, I rule the world, I can do anything? It's because they have so much more testosterone pumping through their veins. Mm. Like, I don't know if you get it, but like I 100% every time I leave the gym, I'm like, I'm the baddest bitch and I can do anything. (laughs) Yeah, retweet. That's legit it, I think. Like, I feel like my most confident when I'm like, when I have like an active workout routine. And I think lately I've been like slipping and like been falling apart. <laughs> but it's okay if you make it into a song. What was it? It was what I would tell my younger self about relationships. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, don't settle for any guy just because he thinks you're pretty. You don't have to date him. Just because you think is pre- he's pretty and he has a shitty personality doesn't probably wouldn't work out. Um, you can, I feel like you can like experiment and be like, what do I want? Cause you're not going to know in high school. Most people do not. So I watched this TED talk that was like, um, and shout out to Kathy for sending it to me, but it was basically like this woman had gone through like three, two or three marriages. Um, and she was finding out the reason why is because she was too focused on like impressing them and how Mm -hmm. they were feeling. And she realized that the trick is to really focus on how you feel when you're around them. Like, do you feel good? Do you feel comfortable? Do you feel confident? And I think I've been like unconsciously doing that for like my whole life. Like I, again, I'm like a very, I'm I'm not like a big dater. Like, I'm not a serial dater. I'm not, I'm very like picky about who I go out with. Um, so I think like trust your gut, go with that. Like see how you feel around them. If you're like super comfortable, super confident around them like you're you're at yourself. I think like that's a good sign to go for it. And like take all the time you need. There's no rush at all to date. Um I think like just keep doing the best you. But also like push your comfort zones a little bit. Like be be comfortable but be a little bit uncomfortable at being be comfortable at being uncomfortable. It's a weird way to say it, but like you'll you'll see what I mean when you when you date or date a little bit. It's hard to do in COVID. It's hard to date virtual dating we will come back to this topic another time but really focus on how you feel I think and everything Wanda said I think that was good advice too really focus on you though you should come first yeah it's okay to be a little bit selfish like as long as you're not selfish to the point where you're completely disregarding the other person's feelings Mm -hmm. but at the same time they should not be putting you into situations where you're like very uncomfortable like I always tell Maggie to be like pushing her comfort zones, um, like slowly, not like aggressively pushing her comfort zones. And I think that is like great advice if I have to say so myself. Yeah, you will literally like push me off a cliff like, no, do this. (laughs) So for some context, I have like pretty bad body dysmorphia, like pretty crippling back in the day. Um, And I really hate like going out on dates and like eating in front of guys. And Wanda is always like the one who pushes me and is like, no, do it. Go for the messiest things. Like, fuck it up. Like, get the ones that you want. Like, do whatever you want. Like, this is this is for you. Go outside your comfort zone. And I'm like, okay. 
This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but I, I think it's good. I'm glad that she pushes me. I'm glad that I'm pushing myself. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think for choosing friends as well, like be with the friends who make you feel most confident in yourself. Mm-hmm. Be with people who challenge you, I think. Mm-hmm. not You don't want the people who are always enabling you with your bad behavior. Or telling them eight years later <laughs> about their bad behavior when it's like, <laughs> oh, you've already changed it, so it doesn't even matter anymore. <laughs> okay. Eight years ago, would you have wanted me to say to you, Wanda, you're like too confident. Like, take it down a notch. No. Whole- yeah. But it I sounds like... I'm jealous of you, but I want you to like stop. But like, I admire it. Like, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I know. I just like bringing it up now because I have something to be petty over. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have no reason to be that confident. Don't be that confident. <laughs> Before we end that, though, like, what about what would you tell your younger self, like, in general, like, to deal with like insecurities and to, I guess, become more confident oh boy um honestly i i think it comes down to and i know i've said it a lot in past episodes but i think it's self-care i think it's about like how like eating healthy like having a healthy lifestyle i think the more you practice that i think it's going to come out that you're confident that you're doing right that you're that you're good um and i think i just didn't do that when i was younger i think it was like pretty bad Mm. Oh, okay. So I saw this TikTok thing too. It's like every time you have like negative thoughts, like talk, think about it. Like if your best friend was saying this to you, because like these are things that you wouldn't let your best friend say to yourself. Like, why would you say this to yourself? Because you're your best friend. You have to live with yourself. Um, so like wipe it off. Like it's an old white man, like trying to get you down. Um, and just be like, okay, this is your best friend talking to you. What would you say to them about this? Um, and I think that's been that's been kind of helpful. There are some pretty bad days. Um, but I think um, all in all, like, be the best you. And I know that's super generic. And I wish there was, like, a quick life hack I could give you guys to be more confident. Buddy. What would you say if you, 10 years in the future, what would you tell you now about insecurities? Or what do you think you would tell you now? I don't know. Like what do I think like future me would tell me now? Yeah. Oh, stop caring about what other people think so much. Like I think even in terms of like everything, like I I am like to my very core, I'm a people pleaser, and I think I've gotten a little bit better, but I'm still I find that I still like try to please people way too much. Um, and I think by the time I'm in my thirties, I'm hoping that I will have a little bit of your big dick energy. You, you should be priority number one, you know, no one's else is going to look out for you like you are. Yeah. But like, not to a fault. Like if you're already yeah. like a very me, me, me person, <laughs> maybe it's time to start uh, helping some other people out and yes. thinking about others. This is just for if you are the people pleasers, the Maggie's of the world. Focus on yourself more. Yo, we should start a group at Maggie's there. <laughs> the Maggie group. army. <laughs> Back at you. Like, what would you tell yourself? 10-year use. Wait, 30, 35-year-old you. What would you tell yourself now? I think mine's more of like a... <sighs> what would I tell myself now? 
keep it keep doing you girl <laughs> I, like I don't want to say that because I feel like there's always like room to grow and everything um I think mine goes back to like even now like even though I'm like very like me focused stop appeasing your parents um mm. stand up for yourself like more like if you think that something is like an injustice or something like just like not right like if it doesn't sit right with you like be more confrontational like I think I'm still not as um confrontational as I like to be I think I'm getting better but if someone like wrongs you in a way that like doesn't settle with you and doesn't feel right like approach them talk to them about it like be more communicative with your feelings rather than try to like repress them inside be more open and honest um talk to people more communicate more um yeah that's funny i i should really try to i don't think it's bad to process things yourself because i'm I'm not that kind of person. I need to talk to people to process things. And I think that's like, I end up saying like the wrong things when I do that. So it's really about like finding like your safe people being like, hey, I need to process things right now. Like, do you mind if I ramble for a little bit? Let's see how things go. Yeah. Um, if I trust you with that, like that means you're you're in my circle. Like way to go. Ah, you made the it. Maggie army. <laughs> The Maggie Army, we made it, guys. <laughs> Every day, I feel like I still struggle with confidence and insecurity. I, I wish there there would be a time where we could be like, I am a hundred percent confident. Like, do you feel like you are almost a hundred percent confident every day? No. I, oh no. I like. I wish there are days where I wake up and it's just like, just not feeling myself. And I think that's normal. Like, I think it's hard to be like actually confident every single day i think on those days you just have to kind of fake it you know what sucks i think and it's just from like the guys that i talk to but i feel like they're way more confident than girls are because i'll casually be talking to a guy i'm like oh yeah like i have days where i think i'm like the most horrible like ugliest person in the world and i just like break down and cry and i'm like but doesn't everyone have those days and he was like um no not everyone has those days and i'm like oh okay so it's just me but when i talk to other girls they're like yeah i totally get that i'm like yo is that like a is that because like girls there's like higher expectations or is that more of like a guys have a harder time kind of like showing emotion i think it's both of them i think i mean girls are i think way more in tune with their feelings Mm -hmm. and they're way more sensitive than guys are like if a guy says something to me i'm gonna overthink it for the next 24 hours um but i think guys are just like very simple Mm, that was Mm. probably wrong of me no guys are not simple um but i think like they i don't know it's just like one of those things where like i have a lot to do i'm not gonna process this and i don't know any guys out there i'd really like to hear your opinion like do you guys also have those days where you just lay in bed and you think wait a minute am i depressed i'm glad this therapy session really helped you too (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, do you have those days where you just like lay down in bed, you're like crying, you're like, I hate myself so much? Um, not to that extent. Um I like there are days where I am less confident in myself and I don't think okay, so it really like I it wavers for me. Like there are days when I wake up and I'm like, I am the most attractive person ever. Like everything's just looking right, like my hair is good, my butt's good, like it's just a good like overall day. And then there are days where I wake up and I'm like, 
Um, my hair's not looking too hot. My skin's not great. My butt's deflated. Like, and then I'm like, I'm a little less confident in myself, but I still get up. I still go about my day. It's just a different, different feeling. But I don't really have those moments where I can't get out of bed. I am crying about, um, I guess what I look like. I will look for opportunities to cry, but not about myself, about other people's struggles. So, if so, sometimes I have those days because, again, I had like very crippling body dysmorphia. Like, I would literally stay in bed for days because I hated my body so much and I hated my face. I hated everything about myself. Um, and sometimes, like, a bad picture will trigger me. Like, if I see myself in a really bad angle or like an unflattering picture, I will have to process this and lay in bed for the next 24 hours and cry and be sad. Damn. Any any advice? Um, you're going to look bad at all angles. Like, if someone could take a picture of you right now, you're going to look shit. Um, really take you with a grain of salt. Like, I think I don't, I think I don't, there's not a picture out there that captures how I look in real life. I think pictures and in real life look very different um don't focus so much on it it's better that you look better in real life than in pictures anyways so mm. and I think there's a lot more to it too if you're a little bit ugly like you've got a personality to show for it but also sometimes I'm like I have a bad personality like no one should really talk to me anyways my personality is unoriginal if anything I wouldn't be mad about your personality <laughs> I know that's a very backhanded compliment <laughs> But everything else. Yeah, everything else is like I fully agree with, but you know, your personality's fine. <laughs> you should focus on other stuff. <laughs> That's like least of your priorities. Uh, everything else should be up there. Yeah, it's like when someone's like, oh, I want to get plastic surgery on my nose. And the other person's like, oh, your nose? Like, what about, like, that's the thing you want to focus on? I had this conversation literally last night. That's funny. <laughs> It's funny. Um, uh, yeah, I it's it's mean. It's really easy for me to try to give advice now, but I think when it comes down to it, it's it's going to be hard to listen to. And I think it's it's really about like finding a safe person to talk to and just letting it all out. Like, identify that safe person in your life. And if you can't find that safe person, like, feel free to reach out to us. We can talk at any time of the day or night. Email us hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Like we are for you to talk if you don't have anyone else to. Um, yeah, find that safe person, let it all out, ramble for a little bit, cry for a little bit. Um, I think like being with yourself, I think is a, it's a little bit tough because you're going to overthink and spiral. When do yeah. you think um, someone should get help? Um, like professional help. Is this going to be like, hey, Maggie, you should get <laughs> Wouldn't that be a things? great segue? <laughs> Intervention. Live. Um, honestly, I think if it starts to, if it goes on for more than, I think like a day or two, day or two, you're still finding this, you're finding that it affects every aspect of your life and you're generally not happy with who you are and it, it cripples you. I think that's when you should start getting help. Maybe like not even to that extreme. I think like, I don't know. I think you can always get help at every point before it becomes that bad. Maybe we'll drop some links down below. We will. Down here. I mean, or down anywhere, wherever you get your podcast, your apologetically me yeah. podcast. Yeah, for sure.
wow, this got real deep. Yeah. I'm going to go cry later. Oh, no. <laughs> JK, JK. Yeah. My TLDR would be um, talk to your doctor, do your research before you go on any kind of birth control. Don't go on birth control pills or whatever just because um, your boyfriend or whatever tells you to cry whenever you want to cry. Get help um, if it's if it becomes too much. I honestly forgot everything else we talked about. Don't let your self-worth be dependent on a guy. Or any yes. guy. Or any other girls. Right. <laughs> yeah, don't compare yourself. I think it's mm. super easy to, and I know growing up too, in like an immigrant household, like you get compared to other people all the time. Yeah. Um, and it's really should be like, I know it's really cliche, but like women supporting each other. Women, every gender supporting each other, really. Like do not compare yourself. It's a it's a double-edged sword because I compare myself career-wise to other people mm-hmm. and I think that drives me a little bit more but I think when it comes to like your personal life don't compare yourself in any way like you can have benchmarks but I think it's really focused about your happiness yeah just because your friends are all getting married doesn't mean you need to get married too so you settle on the first guy that seems to like you at rom-coms I thought you were about to say at me no <laughs> Every time you say ah, I'm like, oh god, it's gonna be me this time. <laughs> question of the week. So oh, I guess we already asked kind of this question last week. Again, what do you wish that you could tell teenage you? Uh, do you struggle with any of the issues that we talked about this week or last week? Do you think there's any other helpful information that your podcast moms, adopted moms, can give you in the future? Also, what else should we talk about, guys? We're running out. What the hell? Please help us. Yeah. Um, not, a lot, not a lot goes on during quarantine. I got to tell you that. Yeah, we we got to keep uh, getting creative here. We got so many <laughs> guests on. We're going to ask like the next stranger we see to be on our podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want us to survive... Please offer us cool topics. We will do our research if you need us to. We will talk about conspiracy theories. Wanda has a lot. I feel like I'm going to get shunned for my conspiracy theories. Yeah, you probably will. (laughs) I don't know. I I want to maintain that whatever I say on the podcast can still uh, not have to be deleted or taken out of context such that I can still have a political career or go on The Bachelor. If you know what I mean. Yeah, two very important things. <laughs> I finding that like when I talk to like friends or, or something or something and they ask me a question, I'm like, but we already said this on the podcast. Like, didn't didn't you listen? You didn't listen at all to the podcast? You don't support me? You know, if you want to get to know us, just listen to the podcast. You know, if this would be great if like we ever need to date again, you know, like if we're in the mood for dating, be like, oh, tell me about yourself. I'm like, here is a link to a playlist of all our podcasts. Listen. It's going to be like a week long. You'll need to catch up. But please do your research before even considering dating me. <laughs> yeah. This is like everything you need to know about me. It's only going to be like 130 hours. No big deal. <laughs> wow, that's a lot. There's a lot of episodes, man. <laughs> it's 130 i'm just guessing yeah like with like because we're we keep shooting for like everything keeps on going over an hour maybe like a hundred episodes wow where would we be then it'd be like two years from now 
but also I guess I'd be very scared if you just started bringing up stuff from my personal life and then saying it to me in real life I'd be like whoa how do you know this yeah but you do that too if you when you stalk people on Facebook yeah my own tell them I stalk them <laughs> not anymore I stopped doing that I, I think it's there was this actually happened to me. There's one time when like Jordan brought something up and I was like, Oh wait, did I tell you this? And he's like, No, you talked about it on the podcast. I was like, Ah, yes. Kathy <laughs> yeah. will bring this up sometimes too. And I'm like, Whoa, Kathy, how did you know this? <laughs> Shock that we have our personal lives out in public. Shock that people still actually listen and bring it up. Surprise Pikachu face. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for tuning in again this week. Like us and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Maggie works real hard. Not currently because she's very sleep deprived, but she works real hard. Thanks for watching. Bye. Bye.